0: 14th of March, 2022. Cal Tuomi. Cats set to fall. 11th. Nathan Schmuck. Geelong set to fall. 8th. Michael Whiteley. Geelong set to fall. 9. 15th of March. Fox Footy. Tom Morris. Picking which clubs will drop down is the starting point. For me, they are GWS and Geelong. Cats will win their fair share of games at home, but much of their young talent is unproven, and they still rely largely on veterans. I'm most intrigued to see how Chris Scott's new batch of assistants refresh the way the Cats play, which has stood the test of time in the home and away season, year in, year out. 21st of May, 2022. Cats lose 11-14, 80 to 13-12-90 to the Saints. They fall to seventh place at five wins, four losses, just one win above 12th place Gold Coast Suns.
1: Some numbers on the line to make sure it doesn't
2: go through for a rush behind. Chris Markus steps up and buries it! desperation on the cloud chaser. I can tell when you ain't lived the shit you've been saying. To your mate, that it's to the taste. Two minutes
1: left in a one kick game. Tigers lead. Is there a twist left? Atkins out of the middle. Mung at the half forward. Kane
0: and gentlemen boys and girls and everybody in between for one last AFL men's preview pod for the season the cats who were set to fall they were too old too slow here we are now entertain us on the final day of the season the cats are you not entertained take on the swans at the mcg my name is Jake and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Sambo and Johnny,
3: how are you chaps? Fan-fucking-tastic!
1: Oh, I'm to shit after that. Like I am ready, I think really we need to in spend this the boys in the, the hoops, the cats. Showed them what the media thought, showed them what the all media was saying, they were going to be shit, they were going to fall. Oh fuck me. Grand final day! And we're
0: there. Back where we belong. Back where we said that they could get chaps. Um, we didn't stop believing. Lots of Cats fans never stopped believing. Um, and here they are again. Massive thank you, too, before we dive into our preview, to the one and only Matthew Craig, who has given us this music to use as the intro, but during the finals, it's been our anthem for finals previews. Um, a banger of a track and he's got a full project out at the moment past the lighter volume one. I got to sit down with Matthew yesterday and do a half hour interview. So make sure you go and check that out chaps like Where's the where where are you guys at? Where's the nerve level at? Where's the feeling at? Like, what an it's incredible position to be in
1: again. It's at a simmer at the moment. It's mm. simmering, but it's I tell you what, it's getting ready to boil over. I think I'll wake up tomorrow morning, and I think that's when it will hit when I'm not doing much, and then I'll get to work. I'll sort of die down, and then when I leave work early, to get to meeting up with you chaps to watch the game i think that's that's when the nerve when i'm in the car i'll have the radio off i won't be listening that's when the nerves will really start taking over yeah no i've i've got not not a lot of your,
3: like nerves yet i'm i'm ready like especially especially after listening to the uh the intro and the just the just the swell of pride for what this team's done um i'm just yeah I'm i'm just ready to watch them throw down but uh, as John says, when it gets when it gets to the day, when we get a little closer, catching a bit of the coverage here and there, here in the first siren, uh, yeah, like the warning siren, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna skyrocket. But I've I've managed to avoid any like grand final week nerves. I think going to the going to the W helped uh, mm. yesterday. Like, couldn't have picked a better game to go and watch, and just you know, getting amongst it and having something to do to 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 like distract us and remind us that you know the good part about it is we have football beyond beyond tomorrow um we have a we have a football team to get along and and get behind so that was probably a really good well timed thing to go down and and watch the uh the women's
1: yesterday and what a football team the women's are becoming and that yeah, was very that very was... excited for our our, our recap sure. episode of that of that oh, absolutely
0: Someone actually on Twitter um, made the point that that win for the Cats, 71-21 to 21 over the Saints, where they just played uh, easily the best game I've seen them play in all phases of the game. Everything worked. They made the comparison to the tw- 2007 game where the Cats obliterated Richmond um, at mm. uh, Marvel after having a sort of patchy start to the year, that that could figure as a major turning point. For the team because it was just suddenly like everything caught fire for them. Um, we'll get to a full recap of that game. Um, of course, in its own right, it deserves its own full recap uh, for such a remarkable Absolutely. performance. Yeah. Look, as far as nerves for me, um, I've got the AFL uh, match center open at the moment and it's ticking down the seconds currently at 18 hours, 38 <laughs> minutes and 36 <laughs> seconds. Um, but yep. look, really, I haven't felt a lot of nerves. um there's a, there was a sense of relief for me after the weekend or not so much relief as as sort of liberation. Once we beat Brisbane, it was like we we got we've got to the to the boss fight. So mm. now it's up to us. Now now we just have to put our best foot forward on the biggest day um like, I was thinking back to 2008, the loss to the Hawks, which really stung, and obviously the one to Richmond as well. They're they're painful to lose. They're hard to win. That's something that's really struck me this year, was how hard it is, how many steps there are on the journey and how many things have Mm. to go right to get back there. But you'd never trade it away, would you? Like, I wouldn't. I I used to say I'd prefer to see us lose in the in the prelim then see us lose the grand final. I totally I I'm I I think I'm dead wrong on that. I think I was dead wrong on that. Yeah. I, I would much prefer to get there and say we had the chance on
3: the last day. Especially right. because we That's deserved true. it this year. We deserved it like to, to not have made the grand final would have been an absolute travesty. Like it would yeah. have it you know, as much as everyone wants to harp on about our prelim final success uh sort of you know record. Mm. Sometimes when we've lost the prelims, we haven't necessarily been one of the two best teams of the year, so you don't deserve it. There's been times when we have, but that would this year would have been that for us not to have made the grand final. Now, of course, as a Cats fan, I think if we don't win it, it will be daylight robbery as well. But <laughs> I just think we des- I just think we deserve to be there, throwing down with Sydney. I think I think to have gone out last week would have just been it would have felt a little bit like a like a waste of all that effort of that season. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is crushing because there's so many steps forward and only one one step to send you all the way back. But you know, getting to the grand final and having a crack is a lot different than
1: being sent packing in, in an elimination final. Yeah, definitely. You definitely want to use up every opportunity to get to a grand final. The cats have done that, and it's it's hard to imagine a, a team in a better position than the Cats to go full tilt for a flag. It, you know, like Melbourne was last year. They were perfectly uh, placed to go for that grand final and they went and got it, so mm. good on them. And, yeah, I've, I've got the same feeling for the Cats this year. It's just it's just working perfectly and the coaching staff and all the staff behind the closed doors that you don't see or hear much from, That yeah, they're all doing their doing a bit just for this one reason and it's it's pretty crazy to think how many people will work together just for a cup but it also means a lot to so many people and you know what's well, going fingers crossed all all things go well and the chap their cats hold that cup up tomorrow afternoon at 5 if everything goes perfectly to plan and they play their absolute best man it's going to be a, it's going to be a bloody fantastic day
0: yeah, absolutely. And I actually went back um, while sort of getting ready for this podcast and went back and had a listen to um, our 2021 time capsule episode uh, where we did something we, what was I think, something we loved, something we learned, and something we were leaving behind. Um, and Sam's something he learned was that no matter what you achieve, um, it it doesn't make any difference to a lot of people that the cats last year were written off and they made it all the way to a prelim and fell short in the prelim. And, and you know, they didn't get any credit for that season for what they achieved. And I think it's a really valuable lesson to remember now that despite everything that we've seen, if the cats lose, um, there are going to be people out there, Oh, another flag choked away. Another opportunity missed by the Cats. A wasted decade. Um, I, I'm just so not here for it. Like, I, I could really give a fuck what anyone else outside of Geelong Colours thinks of this team. Because they've all been shown to be so fucking wrong so many fucking times. Like, people should mm-hmm. be bloody out apologizing in their opinion pieces. The amount of times they've said, the Cats are cooked, they're done mismanaged their list they've done this they've done that
3: they've even even our own our our own our own blood like cameron moon um cam mooney and ling you know the sound bites of them in their podcast appearances bitching and moaning about the the recruitment and the way and the and the game style and the way we the way we refuse to rebuild and stuff you know like that's it's one thing for random media figureheads and people on Twitter to not get it and not back you. But when legends of the club want to come out and and groan and grizzle and grumble, it must be really, if they indeed listen to it, it must be tough to hear as -hmm. an insider, as someone in the club working towards it. Um, So I just feel a a tremendous amount of satisfaction on their behalf
1: for the vindication. could Could we take it the other way? And if the players do listen, the coaching staff do listen. Just go, you know what? They can keep their opinions themselves. We don't need that shit. We know what we're about. We know what we're aiming for. Mm, absolutely, it's just our thing, our own way. And well, I think that's what you got to you know, do. Use this as army uses to steel going. You said we couldn't do this, and look where we are now. And that's what. Yeah, that's what they're absolutely doing as well. Mm. How many people have said the cats were done? They're not going to finish in a top four they may not make the eight Mm. not finishing top two games clear Mm. best team of the year by a a mile
3: yeah but and that's and that's what they have to do and as you said that is what they are doing i just have to imagine that it's harder to do that when it's someone that you would think would support you like it's the media's job to be critical and Mm. basically stir shit (laughs) <laughs> but you would you would like to think that people that were X players yeah. might might have a little bit more of an understanding, a bit more faith. Um, you a, know. Bit more,
1: um a bit more loyalty loyalty. I mean and a I bit guess, more perspective too. I guess you want to see if you if they are, you know, going into the media, you don't you don't want to seem too biased. But you can also go too far the absolute other way. And they do seem biased. They
3: seem biased towards their version of the Cats. They yeah. seem biased towards an old, archaic way of operating a football club. You know, they're, still, they're still... You're always in the media. You're always giving an opinion. And I just feel like if three yobos in the middle of northeast Victoria had not only faith, but had the insight to be able to predict this, then how did these
1: people not? <laughs> like, what are, they, what are they
3: doing with their time?
1: You know, what well, we I think- do, Sam, We watch We watch the games. We look past uh, the, um, what is it, the the skin. Politics. We look further than the skin. We look further than the politics. We, look, we listen to Chris Scott and we listen to what he says and we listen to the CEO and the Cats players, the players themselves. And when the players themselves say we have full trust in Chris Scott, it's pretty easy to go, well, we'll trust that if the players are with all the players are right behind Chris Scott and his coaching staff and what this club is about, then how can you not? I think, have, I think, have, have.
0: well, I think looking back, like how, how massive the coaching changes and staff changes and, and, you know, small list and style tweaks have been, you know, because it it's, it's dramatically changed everything. Like, the health of key personnel has been so well managed that the, the the way the footy has stood up to all sorts of different tests and finals, you know, as as we said, like, um, you know, the, the concern from so many Cats fans, we can't win the close, you know, dirty game when we need to. We can't win when the heat's on at the MCG against one of the Melbourne teams. We can't do this. We can't. You know, and then they turn around in week one of the finals and win in the Cauldron against Collingwood. Then they turn around, smash Brisbane at the MCG. Um, they beat Richmond at, at the G. That You know, like all through the season. The they, Cauldron. They've,
1: yeah. They've in been, a tough fight.
0: They've had these things thrown their way. And, you know, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. And I suppose that's why to me, as I said, I'll feel nerves on the day. I'll absolutely be feeling really nervous tomorrow, but right now it's just like this immense sense of gratitude and like, what an honor to be on the stage, like to, to have your team on the stage again. Um, like that's just massive. It's, it's absolutely massive. Mm. And that's why so many other support like fan bases are bitter because they don't get to do this every year. You know, they don't get to, to make these oh. deep runs.
1: The crazy thing for me is when I started going for the Cats back in, what, 2005? Mm. Did they make the finals that year? No, they didn't, did they?
0: Yeah, we did. That was, that was the Nick Davis year.
1: <laughs> yeah, so since 2005, since I really full-on started supporting the Cats, mm. they've only missed the finals once. Mm. And Twice, including 06,
0: which is, but that's insane. Twice, twice since 2005. Twice, yeah, twice, twice. I thought that
1: was nothing. nuts. Yeah, but it's crazy to think that. You know, over what 50, 20, nearly 20 years ago. Years mm-hmm. I haven't missed finals. Is, uh, missed finals twice is. Yeah, it's crazy to think that that's even possible.
3: And and I think that even just look focusing on the the last, you know, three years,
1: mm-hmm.
3: is kind of crazy in terms of in the weirdest year of football, like, you know, the the COVID stuff and everything that was going on there and with a bit of a mismatch list, like we were developing Mm. a developing list, although we weren't a lot of young players necessarily. We did have some young players in there. And yeah, it was a bit of an in-between year and we made the grand final. We maybe didn't wouldn't have deserved a hundred percent to have knocked them off. Mm. Um but we, we made it with a real crack and then Last year with injuries galore, too old, too slow, all that shit. We we nearly got there. And then this year everything's gone everything's gone right. And we haven't had any kind of horrendous stroke of luck or any kind of excuses for oh why we couldn't make it or whatever it's been. We've on the, you know, on the on the you know, the sweat of our own brow or their own brow, including myself in this, we've we've just made it. To the, to the to the last <laughs> dance to, to have another crack at it you know and, and things might go wrong tomorrow but there're three very different years and three very different looking versions of this team and yet every time we've found a way to to make a run at it and I just think that's that's a, it's astonishing that that everybody doubted them for so long and said well this is the year they fall this is year four and it, it was almost like our our continued almost success is what made everyone like that reaffirmed it somehow because they're like oh but they're only almost succeeding they have to truly fail before they can build up and succeed again <laughs> yeah. and, now, and now we're in a position to go well no we, we almost succeeded almost succeeded almost succeeded continuously and then succeed, succeeded if we win tomorrow like that is, that's the new narrative that our rebuild was almost winning it every fucking year until we won it <laughs> Can
0: I, <laughs> can, can I, can I, can I, read you, can, can I read you off some form since 2016?
1: Mm-hmm. Please so the cats
0: 2016 to now 107 wins, 41 losses, one, uh, draw, uh, which has resulted in, uh, this is how, that where, where it finished for us each year, 2016 prelim, 2017 prelim. 2018, elimination final. 2019, prelim. 2020, runners-up in the grand final. 2021, prelim. 2022, we're in the grand final. Six prelim finals. And now two trips to the
1: granny. Um, yes. Like, yes, it, it, yes, we may not insane. have made the grand final. Yeah, we could have made the grand final more, but it's bloody difficult, as Craig-o, Craig-o, Matthew Craig said in the <laughs> interview. Craig-o. Jack's just it's, given Matthew Craig. It's bloody difficult to make finals, but a grand final, it's tough. You've got to be the second, like one of two best teams of the year to get there, and also you've got to play a good game of football on the day, and well, it could be any number of reasons why you don't have a good game. And as we said in the, the – uh, um, we've said it on the podcast
0: before, and as Matthew Craig and myself, Craigo, Um, (laughs) um, has, 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 you know, as we said too, (laughs) um, these prelim finals and grand finals and that sort of thing that we've made, like came across an era with a Hawthorne team that won three, a Richmond team that won, you know, like. I don't. I I think it's fair to say that for the majority of those seasons, even if you take away whether or not we made the grand final, like Geelong probably has been the second or third best team most years. But if Absolutely. that's the if but if that's if that's the rebuild to reach back up, and I think that's the, the what's so exciting about this grand final is all the young players who have helped drive it. Because it now feels like you could start to get to a genuine handover situation where Tom Atkins is is rising to take on the role, you know, that Joel Selwood and Dangerfield have sort of played, that bullocking, you know, game-wrecking inside midfielder. You've got Parfitt stacked there. You've got Cooper Stevens, who's seen his first AFL action this year. Max Holmes, that speed and dash off the wing. Sam DeConing, uh, Zach Guthrie. Brian Myers, close, Stengel. We saw a bit of Shannon Neal who looks promising. Mm. There's Toby Conway, the young 18 year old ruck waiting in the wings like, and that's not to mention the dudes who are in the, in, in the meaty kind of part of their career, Cam Guthrie, you know, he's still going to go around a while. Tom Stewart is going to go around a while. Like you go through the list and there's exactly like there's lots and lots to like, not just tomorrow or today depending on when you're listening to this but but moving forward i I don't see this as hey one more one more heist and then we ride off into the sunset that's might be the case for one or two players on the on the roster um Mm. but i there's no for me i don't see this slowing down because they've shown how nimble and adaptive they can be and you're already hearing about all these young players that they're you know in the market for now from other clubs yeah um Gold Coast sound like they're basically willing to pay someone to take uh, one of those young lads off their hands because of how backloaded his contract is and they don't want to, you know, fill their cap. So but let's focus
1: in hey? that and that's right. The cats are involved with
3: him. And but I would, would like to 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 point out too that this is kind of this this sort of point that we're making now is what we discussed when we posed the question amongst our group months ago of, of when, like, how long has this club got left? When's the cliff? And I sort of felt like at the time that we've, we've seen it. That was probably last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> our, our, cliff,
3: our, our cliff was, yeah. Our cliff was, our cliff was second, second best and fourth best. And they were and now we're coming back. That's what I'd like to, to think. I think the crazy thing about tomorrow, all of this being said, all of this Geelong love, absolutely true and well-deserved. And that's what we're here for. I think the crazy thing about tomorrow is that with all that being said, the other team is in a very similar spot. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the, the fanalist Sydney Swans podcasts out there are saying this shit about the Swans. There's not like, there's not, there's not really, as much as the cats are, you know, everyone wants to talk the cats up as the red hot favorites. There's not really an underdog here. There's a, there's a, there's one that's getting the love from the boogies, but yeah, this is this is a two colossal giant teams coming is, in to 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 just whale on each other. Um, and... Reminds
1: me of um, like the early two thousand grand finals, where it's just two excellent teams, the two play best teams of the year facing off in the grand final, like it should be. Don't it's, don't. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be epic. It's going to be tough it's going to be exciting it's going to be nail bitingly nerve wrecking and you're probably not gonna be able to take your shit for three hours but yes don't you don't you think that like
0: too like I, I have this feel like i'm grateful for the opponent personally
2: yeah. oh, like I,
0: I think i think this is a it, one from an aesthetic point of view the the uniform matchup is absolutely fucking off the charts like the, it? it's such a nice That's contrast it. and they're two they are two of the great um outfits, I think. The the like swans and cats. Two like, obviously the cats cultures. are the best. Yeah, like it it I'm just not,
1: feels I'm not saying we're not gonna go to the draft and rebuild that way. We're gonna be a team mm. that lures players to the clubs. Sydney's does that really well just like the cats.
0: Yeah, and and, and... I just think it's it's fitting. it feels good to me like I've, I feel good going into this game. like I've got nerves and I'll be up you know I'll be upset if we lose, but it's it's a different feeling than when we went in for me, to when we played Richmond, to when we played Hawthorne, you know to when we played Collingwood um, for me, it's a different feeling going in against this team i I, I really welcome the opponent and 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 I, yeah. I hope. That the, the, the Swans fans have a great day. I hope that they enjoy the football. I hope that we fucking destroy the, the, the Swans. But, <laughs> but, but I, I am thankful for the dance partner. I, I really mm. am. I that's
1: really am. I am. Um, speaking to of... Win, to win that big sorry, big game, you want to go up against a big opponent. Yeah. A big... Fuck oath And that's what we're getting. And the Swans will be saying exactly the same thing. All their fan podcasts will be saying the exact same thing. We want to play the best. And that's what mm. they're getting. It's so. like
0: for me, there's no there's no storyline. The media didn't get Collingwood. Mm. The media wanted or Collingwood. Melbourne. Yep. And and so and so the media's right like hands off. The media's hands off. They're like, Oh well, we're gonna fucking talk about trades and stuff. So it's like to me, the two best combatants are, we're just free to play footy. There's no bullshit about, you know, oh Dusty wants revenge on or, you know, the there's none of that. There's no, you know, fucking Kenneth curse or any of that bullshit. It's just cats, V Swans, in what should be a fucking humdinger of a grand final.
1: I reckon. The only thing they're trying to make a story out of, and in my opinion, it's not working at all, is um Logan McDonald being dropped by the Swans. Oh. I think they're trying desperately to make something of that, but the swans know, doing the right thing, just going, well, just not fitting in for this game and yeah, you know, heap get over mm. it he'll move on. We'll be there to support him.
3: Yeah, I mean all all year they've wanted the media has wanted Collingwood because you know that's great for football. They've wanted Melbourne because they want Melbourne to be the dynasty, then you know the 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 giant, the Colossus amongst men. Uh or they've wanted Carlton to be in this dance because then it would be the you know the return of the air apparent the <laughs> the 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 original blood of the of of the of football the way that that it's viewed so i think it's funny how quiet it's been really because they're just kind of like oh fuck cat swans i guess we'll just yeah i guess one of them wins it
1: (laughs) these teams always seem to rise at the perfect time but don't know how to go to the draft and Draft shit and you know struggle at the bottom of the table and you know str- you know struggle with the salary cap because they keep getting all these high draft picks. Fuck.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's it it's it's not um. You know the 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 the. the... You know consistently choking you know but sort of successful cats as the media painters versus the plucky collingwood magpies you know mm. it, it, and it's not the dynastic d's you know you know looking to take on the the flagging cats Flag. it's like so. we we got the fucking the two teams we got the heavyweights for mine of the season so let's dive into some specifics um <laughs> Maxi Holmes, that we've gone in with an unchanged starting 22. A lot of speculation on Twitter. There was some talk about, oh, I saw him practicing in a track suit and he, you know, he only did some light work and then trained away from the rest of the group. And people were saying that, you know, well, that means he's done, he's done. I would think dude with, you know, nursing a potential hamstring injury, that makes sense to me, get some light work in. It's, it's not like you're not in form. You've been playing football for the best part of six months. Like, I don't think he really needs to run team drills to know, to know what he's doing. You know, like, they only played no. six or seven days ago. Like, do you think he plays? Where's your sense at? Just your spidey senses.
3: Uh, yeah, he probably, plays. I think he plays.
1: Yeah. Unless Chris Scott, the old um, switcheroo, and at the last <laughs> second, changes it around. But Dutfield says he's definitely playing. I don't think Chris Scott would and
3: i think they know uh, at this they know at this point yeah. because they said if the scans return any sign of muscle damage it's protocols any right. any and, he, and, he, and he, it's a no so it had to be theoretically if what the the media and and the Geelong uh, officials have said is correct then the fact that he's been announced means there was zero muscle damage
1: yeah and so I the only risk
3: they're running is him doing having one of these episodes again but presumably they know where they they figure out where it comes from, and that's more the the bent hasn't been the, you know the the lighter training and what it, however they've trained him hasn't been to protect his hamstring. It's been to protect that upper like the what it, it was like either lower back or hip I think yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, injury. So yeah, I don't really see why they yeah they would announce him unless as John said it's just psychological warfare. I don't see why you would. <laughs> But Announce sp- him as playing and then uh, not playing.
1: Pretty horrific move by Scotty, old Scotty, to put him in and pull him out. But mm. they don't get it. might have gone, you know, we'll have to put you in in case you do get up. And if you don't, you know, this is what's going to happen. Because the think well, thing you did say it on Earth, the Thursday night pretty shows, like we've got to have these teams in tonight, Thursday night, even if they're not the finalised teams, it still could be, you'd be out but we'll know more Friday morning after his training session. Well, now it's nearly um, 8.30 Friday night and still no word. So he plays.
0: My thing would be, okay, so he's got through the week. You know, we've seen him do some running. We've seen him do some, you know, some light activities or whatever. Now it's like uh, O'Connor is the guy who they would have brought in, right? That's what the word was. It would be Shark O'Connor. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, which is, and he's been listed as the emergency, right? So Mm -hmm. to me, it's a no brainer. Then if you think Holmes is right, you start him and if he, you know, goes down part of the way through the game, you bring in O'Connor who was likely going to be the sub anyway, the, the, you know, the, the player they brought in. So, um, you're just playing the scenario out. But you have the opportunity or the, you know, the possibility of getting the game out of Max Holmes, you know, dashing around the wing. Um, what's your feeling, chaps? Um, I'll flick to you first, Sambo. Swans have beaten us last two times we've played them. Um, I was quite nervous about the idea of playing Collingwood, who we'd beaten twice this season. Don't know why. Just a weird thing. I was like, I don't know if I want to go with... like. That's, that might just be total bullshit. We might've just rolled over the top of them, but there was just a nerve factor for me of like playing them a third time. Um, Sydney beat us by two points up in Sydney, uh, in 2021, 90 to 88. That was the famous, um, game where Jeremy Cameron had the mark late, I believe, um, that Mm -hmm. was paid not as 15. Um, The Cats on that night created 28 scoring shots uh, to 20 only to lose by the two points. Earlier this season they lost 107 to 77 uh, in the Lance Franklin big hoopla thousand goal game. But the scoring shots, Sydney 17-5, 22 scoring shots. The Cats 10-17, 27 scoring shots. Um... Sydney absolutely nailed everything on that night. The cats were sloppy in front of goals. Both the last two times we've played them. What are your feelings Sambo first and then Johnny about, yeah, playing this swan side, what's,
3: what's your, I mean, everything we've already said, you know, they've, they've had a great year. They've, they've in some ways been flown a little under the radar with how good they are. Um, You know, some people would call them the dark horse, but I think they were just a bit like the cats. They've been the obvious choice from about halfway point of the season, um, it always kind of felt inevitable unless someone just managed to trip things up with, with grit and determination. So I think it's, yeah, uh, a worthy, worthy foe. If we win it, we know, we know we were the best team of the year. If we don't lose it, I mean, if we lose it, we'll always wonder what could have been different, but at least, you know, we'll, we'll know it was to a, to a half decent side, Um, I do, I do a bit like you, Jack, I do like that. We've lost to them the last two times. I think if you've, if you've got a good record against someone, you have a, a tendency to go not super consciously, but, uh, a back of the mind thing to go, well, we've been here before same again, let's do that. You know, you, you won't necessarily watch and study them the way that I think Collingwood would have been assessing us had we been going to play them in the grand final, um i think when you're the team that's come up short the last few times i think you've you've got cards left to play it probably means there was things on the night that didn't go your way if you if you're a sort of 50-50 club like i think Geelong and Sydney are like i think they're pretty close and i think mm-hmm. the fact that we've lost them both times i mean the the buddy franklin one was just it was just never going to go our way with the with buddy's milestone and i think when you're looking at the stats and even remembering the latter half of the game, we, we did actually play better. We did actually start to get back to ourselves Um, and our accuracy last year and following through this year was pretty, pretty woeful. Um, And that's, that's an element that I think where miles, miles improved, you know, Um, as long as, as long as the elements are right. I mean, when Dangerfield, if Dangerfield can be flushing them like he was last week, um, and if Haw- if Hawkins can, you know, get his kicking boots on, because last week again was a little bit of a window into, you know, <laughs> 12 months ago, um, go, you know, like the early parts of this season and last season of just that sort of generating so much opportunity but not necessarily capitalizing on it. But that hasn't been an issue this year. So I think that's in the latter part of the year. So I think that's something that the Swans maybe aren't necessarily 100% ready for is the the ruthless degree that, to which we can stack on goals um so I do I do think that's our our sort of weapon you know everyone knows Geelong defends well um our midfield I think is more polished than last time but I think the big thing is how that forward line is operating
0: and Johnny just before I throw to you here's here's the stats the last two games the scores combined Geelong has scored 22 33 in front of goals the last two times, so 55 scoring shots. The Swans, the last two games against the Cats, have kicked 31 goals, 11. <laughs> 40, 42 scoring shots for the Swans, 55 for the Cats, so they're plus 13, the Cats, for scoring shots, but have, have yeah. converted hideously, whereas the Swans have been unbelievable in that way what about you johnny like what do you think is is it a case of hey if sydney can beat us three times in a row power to them because not many sides get over geelong three matches on the trot
1: yeah basically it's good on them for you know knowing how to play against us and win three times in a row but i tell you what it's it's a completely different cat side from yeah last year and round two. It was round two that we played them. We were just started. Uh, it was just coming off our first game against Bombers, which we won pretty handily. And we we're like, yes, it's working. And you get that related uh, reality check against a good side and go, oh, yeah, there's still a few things I need to work out. But I worked them out. Like, the goal kicking is ridiculously more accurate now. But um, apart from last week, even last week, we still... Kicked more goals in behinds. It was really just Hawkins that let us down. (laughs) Yeah. So if you take away all that, and you, I think you really need to chuck out the last two times. Go, yeah, they beat us the last two times, but forget about the stats. I don't think the stats matter anymore. These two teams are different. The Cats are vastly different, vastly better, vastly more accurate. Um, They gel, they've gelled so well over this season. They know how each other works. We've seen over the course of the season, Brian Myers, Close, Stengel, Guthrie, how well these guys just move that ball forward and, you know, get goals and get it to Hawkins, to Cameron, to Rowan. And Mm -hmm. in the way Hawkins and Cameron work together with Rowan, the little terrier chasing down players and adding that pressure And then when if they get away from Rowan, they've got this midfield to deal with and then the defense to deal with. So it's yeah, it's yeah, I think it's such a different team. It's hard to look back. I'm trying not to look back and go, yeah, that Sydney team beat us, but that was a different cats team. Well, I'm gonna forget about that. We're going in fresh. I think that's what the cats were doing as well. It's like forget about the last time we played them. That's ancient history, basically. Let's just go back to this is the uh, start. This is our first game we ever played against these team. This team, let's beat them the first time.
0: Well, it's funny in a 30 point loss in round two, um, Swans outscored us 11 3 to 6 7 in the first half. Um, second half, they scored six goals, two from eight shots. We scored four goals, 10 in the second half. So, Pete, you know,
3: like I remember it well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like we,
0: it gets remembered as a very one so, like a lopsided match, um, but in so many ways, it wasn't. We had 65 inside 50s to 47 in that game. Uh, we won the clearances, 35 to 32, the hitouts, 35 to 26, uh, Halved the contested possession, had less turnovers, um, out tackled them around the ground and inside 50, like you got to think that there's, there's after the last two matches against them that we've played, there's, there's some redemption on the mind of that forward line with Stengel who, you know, didn't have a particularly effective game um, from memory for the cats. um, Yeah. He was held goalless in that game. In fact, he only had the six touches um, against the Swans last time. So, uh, that's massive. What do you think about SDK versus Lance Franklin? Cause that is, you know, said to be the matchup big, big opportunity to go and bloody start really carving yourself a legacy. Sam Deconing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think you'll have him as long, good. as long as he can keep his composure, which is, I think true for the whole side. I think if we can play our game at its best, I think we beat Sydney's game at its best pure football, but yeah, Sydney are a bit of a shit stirring side and, you know, (laughs) Frank Franklin (laughs) has
0: become like the chief shit stirrer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount Papley either, Um, (laughs) but they, so yeah. Um, you know, I think we, we've, we've seen, I mean, Dixon did his best to test SDK though. And, and in some ways, you know, did, there was a bit of, there was an effect there. Um, one quarter. Yeah, but I I think if if so long as SDK can keep his keep his head and his composure and his cool, which he has, you know, ninety nine percent of the time previously, he'll be fine. And I I think that's indicative of the whole side that if we can just do it our way and not get sort of not not flinch at the way that Sydney come at us both on and off the ball, I think I think our best and his best is is
1: is better than theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I think. SDK would be watching, reviewing Franklin's last few games. Last time he played against him, most likely. Learning, adapting, and then just going, well, I've learnt what I can from the video. I know my game style. I know how I play. I'll just go and do that. And he's also got the, the, um, the trust to know that he's got defenders who are back him up. He's got Tom Stewart. He's got you know, Ray Stanley is just going to most likely help out. He's got Buse and Collard, Jazny and Zach Henry. and Henry, and all these guys. They're not just going to leave him on his own. They're going to help him out. So, yeah, I think I think I think SDK is up to the challenge. And I, yeah, his legacy is set. And this will just be the perfect, perfect topping for him.
0: Uh interesting. I was just looking through the team sheets. Um, for, for the last game we played against them. Um, no, Sam Deconing when we played them up in Sydney, oh. uh, um, yeah. And, and Was I'm trying injured? to remember if he had an injury, I don't remember did, 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 Deco- did Deconing Was maybe a concussion? Had... yeah, that's what I'm thinking that he might've copped a knock in the Essendon game potentially. Um, also yeah. no, no Grian Myers. In that game but the deconing one's interesting because that left you know he wasn't there to take on franklin in that game and and you know franklin was 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 pretty good that night um you know for them kicking four goals straight clunking seven marks but as i said there was there Um, was no through
1: the um Match report of mm. round one, no injuries to Sam The only player that got injured for the cats was Cameron with a hip pointer. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's not here on the, on the list on the AFL website. So I'm not sure if he was just omitted, um, or what, but that, that's really interesting to me because that was a game where I remember going like, oh man, we, we, like, we're missing like lockie henderson we're we're missing that uh, you know that big tall defender to to take on some of these guys um yeah that's that was a game he missed i was just looking up his actual individual stats it's that game and he missed against north melbourne in round 16 apart from that he's played every match so that that's a fascinating little thing that i hadn't really yeah. cottoned on to
1: Concussion test. It was a concussion test. Yeah. It says yeah, it says just team lineups to send a conan out for injury, but it had must have come after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could be a minute it could've been a minute fucking training or something.
3: Yeah.
0: So do you guys have anything you want to add before we get it out? We're sort of coming up around the forty minute, forty five minute mark. Um
1: Um I would be nice say... to be
0: all together. That's one thing. Sorry, Johnny, mm-hmm. go. I just
1: do a little shout out to uh, Damien Barrett on AFL Daily. I was listening to that this morning on the way to work, and he was just talking up Chris Scott, saying how you know the only way coaches are really applauded these days and teams are applauded in the AFL is if they win a premiership cup. And he's like, if if this was America, if the, he was in America coaching an NFL team, so Chris Scott would be lauded as a bloody hero, champion greatest coach ever. And that's like, well, it's probably true. And it is a shame that more coaches like Tris Scott and other ones that do great work over such a long period of time who may not win a premiership, don't get the recognition they absolutely deserve. But you know what? I hope he fucking wins it. And if he and doesn't, he's still a fucking fantastic coach. Fucking McCrae,
3: uh bloody um uh Collingwood coach Blanked on his first name. What's his first name? Craig. Craig. Another another Craggles. Him him (laughs) him winning fucking Coach of the Year is a fucking joke. Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) any any people that are partial to Collingwood out there, but the justifications just don't line up for me. No. Yeah, he
0: didn't. In like yeah, that it's an interesting narrative around it, for sure. Well,
3: the, the, the narrative is, oh, we're doing it, we're basing it on expectation versus what they delivered, and no one expected Collingwood to do that. Wait a second. How many fucking people, how many of you fuckers tipped, 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 tipped the cats to, to fall, to slide, to miss the <laughs> eight? All of you. And look what fucking happened. But because we did la- like God, he, Actually, almost no. there last time. So, so well, success counts when you're comparing it to current success, but it
1: doesn't count when you're you're talking about... There was yeah. there was only one person who tipped the Cats to make the grand final. And that was Damien Barrett, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was the only journo to say, I think the Cats will make the grand final. So, mm. good on him.
0: Yes, I agree. A man of integrity.
3: Um, <laughs> Until he says something annoying, and then he'll yeah. lose our respect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, look, I've got nothing else to add except, except for that. that, that yeah. yeah, I was...
1: I was I am shitty about at the narrative around the, least, the coaches. At least Tyson Stengel won Recruit of the Year as voted by the fans. Yes. So, fuck yes. Mm. All right, boys. We haven't we haven't actually really tipped this year. Are we gonna tip?
0: No, I'm not making no. a prediction. I, we- I
3: mean <laughs> the cats the cats no, will no
1: the cats. The cat, obviously That's, like it's
3: pretty obvious we, we have t- we have tipped cats. at points during this year so it's not like it's a, a juju thing where it's no, it's yeah. not tipping has worked uh, we just <laughs> we've just done it very inconsistently um but also we're a
1: cat's podcast so yeah if any of us of course, t- of course cats, we think the cats be the podcast.
0: <laughs> i um yeah i'm looking forward to it here's one it's a, it's a great Smith. opportunity Norm Smith. All right, let's Norm do Norm Smith. Smith. Let's do it. I'll let you boys go first. Who you got?
3: I still, I still think Jeremy Cameron. I still predict
1: a huge fucking turnout from that. No, wouldn't surprise me. I'm torn between
0: Two going a smart yeah. and going
1: a fantasy fairy tale way. Oh, well, now go your fantasy one. Fantasy is Joel Selwood Nice. Um, my one using my head, which I think could happen, all, is a lot more doable. Is um, Tom Stewart winning it?
0: Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. But uh, Stuart and Selwood were two options I had considered. Um. So you got to th- think too about players whose you know impact is going
3: to be big enough, you know, on their because well, it's, so- it's chosen, it's chosen, it's and it's chosen by the media
1: too. And past yeah, I think there's
0: it. a se- yeah, there's like a selection panel, sort
1: of thing. David, it's kind of I'm pretty sure it's David Mundy. Jonathan Brown and a couple of other media people. I can't remember their names. Someone from the age and someone from the AFL um live app. So it's it's it's
3: past past players that work for the media and it's the media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All right. Media. Who doesn't? Mundy. Oh, it's Mundy. Sorry, didn't you... All right. Mine are Mine is
0: Tom Atkins. <laughs>
1: Nice,
0: Atkins. Tom Atkins is is good Tom to Atkins. It, it's it's either Atkins or Dangerfield for mine because I think they they're going to play mm, a similar role. Choice. Um. So so if if one gets it, the other obviously can't get it. But I think one of those guys will put in not, uh, a Norm Smith winning performance. Um. Well, this is the last time on the pod you'll hear from us before the grand final of 2022, Cats v the Swans. I hope you enjoy your grand final day. Cats fans, Sambo, Johnny, it's been a pleasure. Let's go and hopefully a, watch those cats. Honoring privilege.
3: Another honor privilege flag to, to the cattery. Now, now my oh, nerves oh. are coming in. Yep. Now my nerves are rising. <laughs> yeah. Why throw up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> go the mighty
1: catters. Karma cats, go and, and do cats. it. One more, one, one more, once more under you the bridge. My brothers on the cloud chaser.
2: I can tell when you ain't lived the shit you've been saying. Wicked to your mates, that it's bitter to the taste. Prone to cut stone, but I ain't no Freemason. Plenty of ties, is like a puppeteer. It's the M80 way. You cats never come up in here. Free to 3K, we've been on lockdown, and still it's free to homies in the compound. It ain't the different, we ain't tip a We just Captain Ellie's, not the Benji's when we get to eating, Still got the memories when we started beefing I'm an elephant, and that respect's so don't expect, the thing we're even I see the numbers, uh, I hear the laughter Watch you hit the charts and also know that you don't own your masters Form is temporary, class is permanent Flexing that advanced, boy, I bet they got you earning it We're on the We in the jungle I feel the hunger I do this for my youngins Me and the jungle. I shared a bedroom with my baby bro, he's 17 Now haters trying to claim we came from money, fuck you mean I watch my family work and hustles drive, inspire me Jump on the boat and hope a better lands up overseas Woke up my life a dream put my soliloquy Ink on my skin So I can go Fulfill they prophecy You worked me shit to me I'm making history Peek the timeline Who's still around In five I guess we'll see You stick poke dry Swap it like a barcode New to hand to hand They face be looking like Picasso Brody did the ring around Location was his mom's home Dash but I'll be back And I'm returning With a carload We laid the ground For y'all to wanna be north side, oh. So ask around your finna wanna be courtside side. ain't about revenge Nuh-uh. It's lessons for the youth Nuh-uh. I might be 29 Nah, but I don't seen the world through your eyes Seen the world on both sides Team the world through mob ties Jesus walk the plank and ain't been wanting that for your lies Be discreet and don't rhyme Leave the streets for cosines Quickly leave the beef like all the vegans do the bovine To be north side,
1: north side. <laughs> jungle.